For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to On My Block, a Green Bay Packer podcast. I'm your host, Amon Green, along with my good friend and pal, Mike Wall. Mike, man, how you doing? I'm great, buddy. Good to be back here with a, uh, following a victory, finally. Yep, got a victory in. It wasn't easy. Um, something like I, th- I kind of had an idea that the Bears were going to come in here and be scrappy and fight. But I think just the, um, I say, inexperience of dealing with having to play four quarters against a good team. Um, obviously getting forced into errors and there was some intercept, you know, interception thrown by Justin Field late in the games I hear picked off. So stuff like that is uh, still he has a he has a ways to go in his learning process of being an NFL you know, caliber quarterback to make sure he knows how to read defenses and know when not to throw, you know, take the sack or throw it out of bounds or something like that. So it was uh, it was a good game for the boys. Um, but it, obviously there were some some spots where obviously there's some positions to need to get better but also some good spots where they're there now they already stacked two games on top in some areas where they already show they're doing good now it's just continue to get better um overall so yeah bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports contests and events with your first first to market odds and lines find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf. So BetOnline continues to be the top online resource of all your sports information and live in-game betting props and futures. Head to BetOnline today to use your mobile device or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, Mike, where the game starts. So 20 Packers 27, Bears 10. So, um, for me, to start this thing, I was like, Aaron had a lot more opportunities to throw the ball. He didn't. He wasn't on his back a whole lot. He was a few times. It still was three sacks there, but most of the time he was able to get the ball off. He had the stats of twenty, you know, nineteen for twenty-five, two thirty-four, and two touchdowns there. So that helped him. You know, I say they weren't as you know as frequent, I guess. And then he was able to get more in a rhythm to his receivers. Sammy Watkins played pretty, pretty played damn good. He showed up, and then obviously the run game keeping it balanced, you know, O-line, you know, doing their job and the running backs doing their job and actually hitting that 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 nice number of 30 plus touches between the both of them. I'll talk about that later, but just having that right there, you know, but like I mentioned, still some areas to work on because they give up the three sacks, but overall Aaron and that offensive line be able to work together and get the ball down the field and in the end zone a lot against this bear this Sunday. So what you got, Mike? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for, for me, the game was – Listen, I love I love the fact that they they turned to the running backs. Uh, certainly, I'll say Alan Lazard 
brings a ton to this offense. I think he brings a ton to him emotionally, but he also brings a ton as far as not just the receiving capabilities, not just the idea that he's going to be our number one receiver, but all the dirty work he does in the run game, they still have him doing. He's uh, he's a willing participant in the running game, which is like something that if if you've ever been around an offense and intimately know, understand offense, like receivers that block make big runs, make big plays for, for running backs. Mm-hmm. And he's just, you can just see, Obviously, they gave the ball to Aaron Jones uh, more so this week, and he was just on fire. Um, but I think it, it would be hard for us to minimize the importance of just bringing Lazard back in there because the mentality that comes with a guy like that, because he's you know he's probably our second best non-offensive line running back blocker, right? It's right. Mercedes yeah. Lewis and then Mercedes number one. Yep. Yeah. So and then it's him. So it was good to see Sammy Watkins and, and Randall Cobb both. You know, make some plays, show that they can still make some plays. I know Sammy was playing against a, a rookie more often than not this week, but it's good to see those guys come out and Sammy showed some separation speed. Um, we didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of balls downfield, really. I mean, realistically, no, it was a lot of short Aaron's, passes. Yeah, Aaron's Aaron's got a couple of screens, a lot of short passes, and you know, I think he he had his uh, I think he tied his reception record at like fourteen in a row, mm-hmm. which is good to see. But realistically, like this wasn't this wasn't like an Aaron Rodgers keynote night. This was a uh, we're going to give the ball to Aaron Jones. He's doing some really magical yep. stuff. And I think what we see from just, you know, as we kind of usually talk about the skill position guys first and then get into our favorite stuff, the the young guys, they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to get Watson involved. They're trying yep. to get Dobbs involved. Watson with all those end arounds. We've got to teach him how to run into contact. Man. Yo, oh, my God. He almost got killed. Like, like he, like he's, <laughs> like he's, I think he's like six, five. He's like six, four, six, five. He's like a big, he's a good looking kid. Yeah. And it's not like he got knocked on his, it's not like he got killed, but you're like, <laughs> little tall yeah you gotta drop a little tall let's yeah. get that hip pipe down a little bit but that you know have talent we'll learn on the job i think this is kind of what the expectation was going into last week as far as mm-hmm. yep. let's rely on sammy watkins randall cobb and alan lazard to get to do a lot of this work and then we can kind of sprinkle these guys in i think because of preseason a, a lot of the talk was it, especially collins was talking about it last night is like yeah we're gonna we're gonna use the rookies and then we're gonna sprinkle in the young guys and i don't think anybody who's ever been in the building is actually going to think that way but it was good to see kind of those guys play well and then we'll kind of build on the rest of it as we go here yeah i think that's something where the coaching staff matt lafleur is going to put that in the memory bank for preseason next year like i mean we're gonna get we might need the veterans in a little bit more so this first game doesn't come off rough and then we got to go into a second game where we're fighting uphill basically so uh defensively you know with the offense scoring and moving the ball you know with the run game and balance they obviously were able to be the defense that we've seen them to be or that we projected them to be this season. They were able to get pressure, you know, on Justin Fields, which we knew that wouldn't be a problem. But just with the Vikings game, the way it went, we were like, you know, oh, OK, what's going on? But a part of it to me, I know because it's a balance you have when the, when the offense is not scoring points and not on the field enough. I know this because I thought about it. I was like, I rather I want to have a long 15 play drive so my my linebackers, my teammates can rest because then they could come out 100 percent. And so when you're not doing that, which happened against Minnesota, you know, that's what we saw. But for this one, I say that was one thing where the defense had that time to rest. You know, it wasn't a whole lot of three and outs. But then now you see, um, you know, Justin, so they, you know, you see Kenny Clark doing his thing. You see Rashard Gary getting back there in the run game and the pass game. And so they right there, they're giving Justin Fields uh, plenty of pressure, making him, you know, th- you know, make it hit tough for him to throw the ball. Because we know right now, um, like we mentioned at the start, that when he looks at a coverage, he's kind of, is fast looking, trying to trying to get the ball out, but not not really, you know, breaking it down, going through his progressions. But he feels the pressure before 
he gets comfortable, which is good. You got to do that with him. Um, but what I did, like what I, I say, some of the, the little errors that they got to correct is this with the run game with uh, David Montgomery, with Herbert. They were able to, you know, late in the game, just move that ball down the field. Um, I always liked David Montgomery since he came out of Iowa State. Yeah, he's, a that was, he's a good running back. He showed actually he he showed me some things that I didn't really know he had in the repertoire. I knew he could drop his shoulder. I could knew he I knew he could make at least one guy miss, but he was making two or three guys you know miss off of you know really good cuts. And also then he does he does a really good job um, as do. I say our runners and stuff, you know, uh, our runners is letting the linemen get to that run fit and hitting that block and then explode past them. And that's something I learned as a young runner back really, you know, let don't get in front of my guy. Let my let you let Marco, let Mike get in front. KB hit that D tackle or that linebacker and then boom, explode, you know, get, get skinny, get quick through the hole. So I saw that from not even David Montgomery and Herbert. I saw that from our guys, too. So I was happy to see that, you know, for that. So, you know, with Dave. He had, you know, 15 for 122. So that's something I know for the defensive line. They're going to have that in the back of their head come you know, game number two and this next game coming up against Tampa down there, you know, on the road. So, and then Herbert had four for four for 38. So now a nine point average right there, 9.5 average. So that's something I know as a defender, if I'm a linebacker, I'm like, yeah, we, we, we were okay, but you don't want to, you know, be in that position again, because if a team gets up, you know, there's some errors, mistake by our offense. We want to be caught in a hole where that run game is hot. That's going to be hard to stop for a team, you know, coming down the line later in the season. When a, when a team gives up, you know, 180 yards of uh, on the ground, and they have two running backs that are not only not over five yards per carry, not over six, not over over eight yards per carry, right? Ain't nothing good about that. No, that's the problem. And, and that is that is usually because we're not doing a good job tackling. We have a lot of ankle biting going on still in the secondary. Mm -hmm. uh, we we'll call it ankle biting. I mean, you're diving at their ankles instead of instead of doing your job, wrapping up yeah. with your shoulder, yeah, shoulder getting moving your feet, and getting your body that's, there. There's just so many. There's just so many DBs diving. I mean, Alexander. You know, he made the great play. Certainly, he got turned around on on the flea flicker. He yeah. missed. He missed a couple tackles. Amos missed a couple tackles. Savage actually missed a couple tackles. He, he missed a tackle and then ran back and made the play, though. It's it's like some of them are willing participants. Some of them still aren't. Um, and I think yeah. as, you, as you go on, like, listen, we kind of categorize teams a certain way. And and yeah. and it's really – I think when it comes down to like you and I talking, you know, not, let's take the stats out of it. Who would we rather play? Would we rather play a bunch of guys that can dance around and, and they're, they're fast or we want to play tough guys? I'd rather play the fast guys all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Because tough guys won't won't get punched in the mouth, right? right? And I think what we need to kind of figure out here as we as we go along, because again, I've I've never even heard of a team giving up over eight and nine yards, you know, for right. two different for two different players. And we've got the guy. We already know the guys up front are are what they are. We know how tough they are. There's, we'll talk about these guys in trench warfare a little bit more. But on the back end, man, we got to probably do a little bit better sticking our necks in there and, and making some tackles and. That comes with expectations from the organization and the coaching staff, mm -hmm. and then that also comes with kind of, as a group, are we gonna, are we gonna make this a priority? Or do we gonna take a little more pride in what we're doing? Again, getting run on like that, yeah. the way they did, being down, it's like, dude, they were down by two that touchdowns. They're down two touchdowns and they're running the ball like that. Um, yep. That's a that's a bad look. So, that's that's my that's my two cents for for our skill session, man. I, yeah, it's just going to trench warfare. It's it, more fun. Yeah, it's good there. It's good there. So uh, so I'll start off with this week as I kind of already piggyback on it with uh, the running back. So LaFleur did a good job of getting Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, the ball, you know, in the positions to win. You know, him being having uh, I love the touchdown play. Basically, 
it was a split formation. They had Aaron over in the slot on the other side of the field, had a motion over. It was just a nice little flick outside toss play from another formation, giving that different look to a defense where they already set for something because if they're sitting in zone, that guy can't carry over when Aaron goes in motion, when AJ, when Aaron Jones goes into motion. If he did or did not, I got to go back and lock film. But that's still a problem because now that defender is running full speed and he's got to either stop, break down, or continue to run. And that gives uh, advantage to Aaron Jones because then he could stop. He can make a move. As we know, he's very nimble. So with that, he was able to just, you know, press the edge and get the ball into the end zone. And that was, you know, he had two touchdowns on the night that, like that where he was able to get and I basically outbeat, outbeat the defender trying to tackle him to, um, to get him down on the ground. So other than A.J. has the drop on the exchange with uh, – with Aaron, so just that wasn't it. That. That, that was not AJ. It wasn't it. I didn't no, see man. it clearly, but I was like, I know no. he had the fumble. I know no, as a running back, where sometimes you know that how would go. you you know how yeah. you open up and everything, and, and okay. the play the way the play was going, like Aaron realized like quickly, like he's like, oh man, I'm on the wrong side of the game here. All right, so then film would have yeah. told me, okay, yeah, that's on uh, the quarterback there. So yeah, just but just not knowing. I'm just being fair on that, but good. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you saw that because you got that that end zone cut. Um, but overall, both of the guys, you know, with the yards they had, at least we can say, well, Aaron Jones was over eight and eight point eight, you know, per carry, one thirty two um, yards total on 15 carries. And then uh, A.J. had 18 touches for uh, thirty three point four, which is the average you want as a decent running back. You want three and three yards or more. And he had that and he had the one reception and Aaron Jones had three receptions for thirty eight. So overall, thirty seven touches for me. This is the recipe when offense is balanced. With this is with the run game. This is that right here. You sit in that 37 touches or 30 plus touches, then that defense is going to have a little work come the fourth quarter, especially whenever these receivers catch up with that experience. What you smiling about over there? Because, <laughs> man, listen, there's never been a game that you've ever played in your life where you thought 3.4 yards per carry was good, man. There's no, ain't no way. No, I mean, I'm just um, saying that's the average for me, though. No, yeah, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good enough. And you know what it looked like? It looked like they, it looked like they, they built a scheme for Aaron Jones and AJ had mm-hmm. to run a couple plays. And right. I'll tell you the other thing, I'll just be honest. This happened last year and then he built himself into it. But I love when AJ Dillon is running for space, not running and looking for contact. Right. And sometimes it looks like he's getting into the hole and kind of like, ah, I'm just going to look for contact right now. Instead of like, I'm going to find the space put my head down and run through these the side contact. Right. He started doing that at the end of last year, and that's where he really picked up his efficiency. And the beginning of the year last year, we was kind of talking about – and, and uh, Roquan Smith said it last night on the on the on uh, to Chris Collinsworth in the game. One guy's 250, one guy's a buck 90. Right. But the buck 90 guy actually runs harder. He does. Right? Oh, wow. And that, yeah, that's, that Roquan, that's Roquan Smith talking, right? And I think that's we would all kind of say that, like, right. Aaron Jones runs angry when he goes through contact, and we love it. And I think that's why he had so much success. Um, AJ will get those plays, but there's, like, a couple stretch plays where I was one in particular, I remember very vividly that that Myers, who didn't have a great night, but Myers had the guy stretched out, and AJ just didn't want to, like, he didn't trust himself to take that wide b-gap hole yeah so we tried to yeah. cut it back the guy comes off makes the play mm-hmm. and then you know that that kind of that brings your average down it's instead of he could have had a 10 year gain on the outside but correct correct listen and it, he's still learning yeah he, it, he and we love him and he did a lot exactly. of good things last night it's just everybody's got their skill set and sometimes you gotta you know it's like last night you know our scheme was great in the sense that it was we didn't do a good job we're not doing a great job of winning our 1v1 blocks we're not doing a great job of winning mm-hmm. our like our combo blocks on the play side. Like like Newman and and Myers did not 
I mean, 93 kind of blew us up a couple times in the backfield. Exactly. Myers was run, in the backfield a lot. Yeah, Myers, Myers was in the backfield a lot during the run plays. And as you watch the film, you realize, well, there's a lot of miscommunication between him and particularly the right guard, Royce Newman. Mm-hmm. Um, but, was what was super, but what was super successful for us was we started running a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, cutting the herd, down blocking, mm-hmm. pulling guys. Because what happens from a defensive standpoint when you're pulling a guard, tackle, guard into the center, if you're pulling one or two guys, just the, it's just like bowling balls coming at you. So imagine yeah. if you're a defensive, you're a linebacker, you're a safety, you're trying to figure out where Aaron Jones is. He's moving really fast. And then all of a sudden you just got this, these two big bodies running at you. Like even if they're completely useless, which our guys aren't, but right. even if they were completely useless, like they didn't have arms or something, they're just running like, you know, pinballs. Right. <laughs> you'd still have to get out of their way. Yeah. And right? that's the problem. And so and that's it's good. just that it's just that much more difficult. I think for that defense to navigate around and, and we did a really good job of kind of cutting the herd there with, Mercedes, Valenzard coming down mm-hmm. with, you know, with, um, with Davis even coming down and getting some double teams on yep. that defensive end. And when you do that, you can kind of make some mistakes in that mesh point game, as far as like cutting off the three down blocking perfectly. Mm-hmm. And if you have a guy like Jones who's running hard, he can run through a couple of those arm tackles and make guys miss. And all of a sudden good things start to happen. You know how momentum feels in a game like this. Oh yeah. Momentum is a, is a good thing, especially when you're, it's, it's basically you're the one doing it, causing it. So it was good to see JRJ back on the field. I wasn't sure where he was, his status was at, but him to get out there and play. Um, just He played it. well last night. He, he did. He played, not only did he play, but he played well. And, you know, in the Minnesota game, we talked about it. There was some mm-hmm. physicality going on in there, the other side of the ball. And I, sometimes he, he took the brunt of it. He was out there playing physical last night. He played like the guy we saw last year at the end of the season. I was really happy for him because, again, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a high-level player in this league. Yeah, so, yeah, for me, like like, like you're asking me here, um, to see him was an emotional lift it's, as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as somebody I know him and as a fan as a, and as a breakdown of film. It's like, okay, that's good. So as players, too, that's a good feeling because they're already in the back of their head. They know, but Qatari's not playing. Elgin, and then they see Elgin back. So Elgin Jenkins being in yeah. there, too. I think having both of those guys – JRJ, you know, was questionable because of the concussion from Minnesota. And then now Elgin's back too, but then JRJ plays. So then for me, I think that's another benefit to where that those players like Aaron Jones, like AJ Dillon, even Aaron Rodgers, like, okay, we got we got our line. We get we get part of our line going. That's a good feeling. Cause I know if any of you went down, which very rarely do y'all did, because y'all played with a lot of stuff, a lot of injuries, a lot of shoulders, a lot of bad knees, but y'all still out there. But if y'all are gone, it was just a, it wasn't like, oh my God, the incident in the world, I knew how to be like, all right, best next man up, let's do that. But I'm a love, I love when my when my guys are in there, when KB, when Mike and Mike, Marco and Chad and Taos are playing, those are my guys because I already know how far they're going to go to make sure you to get the, get those blocks and and execute everything that's put on from plays that are called, basically. So yeah, that, is, Matt, that is a good feeling for players. Yeah, Matt Lafleur said just having Lazard and having Jenkins back was was, was an emotional shot in the arm and. Listen, I think Jenkins is going to come out of this game, and and I, th- I don't think a lot of people realize and casual fans, if they're listening to Collinsworth last night, thinks that he's been playing right tackle this whole time. He hasn't. Like this no. is this is kind of new territory for him. And he exactly. looked like this. He's not going to come out of this game saying that yeah, this is my best game ever. This is not like a signature Elton Jenkins game. Correct. He, he gave up a couple pressures. He's not good on. He gave up a sack. He. Look, I think what happens as an offensive lineman is first of all he's been playing left side more often than not. Mm-hmm. He's been hurt. He's got this ACL. He's now he's playing right tackle. And so his sets, like last night, his sets were too flat. So he's given up corners too easy. He's given up the TE game. Mm-hmm. So when Rashawn Gary got one of his uh, uh, sacks, 
or when he, not, no, excuse me, not Rashad Gary, when pressing out one of his sacks, they gave up a, um, he, they gave up a TA on that side to create pressure. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm backwards. Yeah. When, when um, Robert Quinn got his sack, oh, yeah. Yeah. they also, they also gave a, a, a TE pressure over there just because he set a little bit too flat. So those things will come though. We already know he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. Yes. So they're going to come. And it's more important for me, honestly, just looking at like what happened with Royce and Myers to like get more reps at the right guard position with whoever's going to be there. Because after two games, neither right guard has really played that well. In fact, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the offensive line played great last night. Um, I'm yeah. going to tell you that Aaron Jones ran really well. And I'm going to tell you that Mercedes Lewis is the GOAT, man, because that dude has been playing 17 seasons at the tight end position. And he is like, he he is the most consistent blocker that we have right, right. now. I mean, he's he he makes some mistakes, but like they, the guy never actually makes the play. He's gloving up everybody. Like I can't mm-hmm. imagine you're seven. He's like forty years old. He's gloving up twenty three year old dudes, just like laughing at him. Like right. I, can you imagine the trash this guy's talking during? The, I mean, he's the <laughs> absolute goat to me because yeah, every single time. First of all, in a game like that, he gets to play a lot, right? Yep. Yep. Because run ball, yeah, thirty-seven plays right they there. Just, they realize like, wow, some of these other guys don't quite cut the mustard as far as being able to inline mm-hmm. block. And yep. he just he can sit there and just over and over and over at his age, he's just got such a skill set that he's turned into this like wonderful career, man. It's like so much. It's it's honestly so much fun to watch him. Yeah, I mean, having the technique down, knowing as long as you keep your hands inside, you're you're okay, and you know that, and you know how to move your feet along with your hands and your body then, yeah, he can de- definitely dictate where players are going to go or what players are going to do when he's one-on-one with them um, or I w- going from play to play. I wanted to give – I want. I always give, like, Tanyan a grief because yeah. he tried to block last night. Oh, yeah, he gave some effort. I he, saw a little bit. No, of he had, like, it. a legitimate hand in the ground, backside, ripped his shoulder, got, like, five yards of push on the backside, like, on the backside of the outside uh, – uh, backside nice. of, the, of the game – or of the yeah. uh, run play against the defensive end. He actually, like – had a legitimate block, and then he had a couple others. Like he's, they ran the, uh, they ran the cross ball where he he, you know, has to go low. Yeah. He had a legitimate, like I would say, an NFL block. He had a chip where he like actually got in the guy's way. He had some NFL tight end blocks last go. night. Like they're not great, but some. He, he listen. I think they're telling him like, man, you want to get on the field, you better do the job, right? Right. Like we, I, there's some guys that, like Mike Jacecki's down in Miami, and they gave him right. the franchise tag. And then they were trying to trade him because, like, this 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 cat can't block at all, right? right? So there's like it's that. happening. If you can't do the job, like it's it's a it's not just a one sided position. Like they're trying to swing back. Like you got to be able to fill to fill some multiple roles here. So hopefully, it's, all around. Him, it's good to see. It's exactly, it's all around position, man. I say just shimmy. That's effort. If you got the effort, you, everybody has the talent to do their job. But effort, effort brings in this situation. Like we were talking about Mercedes Lewis blocking and doing his job that way along with every now and then he gets a little ball tossed to him that's just do this your job and wait you know there's no no time to try to not do something that you're not supposed to be you know supposed to be doing so all right here we got what you got here with the defense mike well listen like we talked about we gave up 180 on the ground and i think what we'll see as we move forward here whether you want to call that a three four or five two our base defense right right it's being challenged both by personnel and by formation and so you look at a couple different situations last night. So they'll bring in like uh, 12 or 21 personnel, depending on how you want to call the backs, but yep. they'll bring in like I backs with the tight end and they'll go, you know, they'll go to like a twin set and we'll, you know, because we're in a, a three, four or five, two, like 
we have to walk one of those guys out on the slot. And all of a sudden you have leverage to that side and you can just start running a fullback or you can start running receivers Mm -hmm. at that linebacker. And there's, there's a pretty big gap because your, your four technique and that can now be double teamed. And that's the only edge you have. Mm -hmm. So they challenge it that way. And then something they did a a great job of last night is, and this is going to happen to the green Bay Packers until we already talked about our cornerbacks become willing participants in the tackling game. Yep. They got to do it. They just started running guys at Preston Smith and running guys at Rashawn Gary. And at his knees and hips, everything. They just run the fullback at him. So every single play, they'll block him with a tight end. Then they'll run the fullback at him at the same time. So they're going to get that double. They're going to make sure that that hole gets widened, right? And now there's only one guy that has to make the play. Cornerback's got to step up and make it. If they don't make it, you see what happens last night. And so it'll be interesting to see moving forward if we have to make a scheme adjustment or – we decide, hey, you know what? We're going to come up, and make that corner, make the play. One of the one of the best plays that in the NFL, game in the NFL the last ten years is called kick, and it's basically mm-hmm. you know it like yep. for, for people that are listening. You got two tight ends on one side that are on, let's say they're on the right side. The entire line and tight ends just block everything down That's to it. the left. Okay, yep. the running back takes a goes straight downhill, and then he can kick it out to the right off the tight ends block, and they're basically saying Amon Green can beat Alexander Stokes, right. right? They can beat them for at least five yards before they get tackled, or they can just beat them flat out and they'll have a huge play. And yeah, that was Those our H2 Bob, I believe. That was yeah. H2 Bob. Those kind of plays are huge in the league right now because a lot of corners aren't willing participants in the tackling game. Mm-hmm. This is going to keep coming up, I think, until we fix it. Yeah, yeah. that was H2 Bob. Yeah, that was our 98-yard run that we had in uh, 2003 against the Broncos. I know that. Yeah, KB. Oh, take, yeah. That's a, KB that's a, take two that's guys. Game I broke my hand. I remember that game. Did you? Oh, dang. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Was, so, look, Kenny yeah. had 10 t- Kenny had ten pressures in the game. Or nice. 10 pressures in the last two games, excuse me. So, K- yeah. Kenny Clark, you know, everyone's – everyone wants this – this uh, uh, statistics don't always tell the story, right? True. Statistics True. don't always tell the story. And yep. the guy, he had a Reggie White-esque club last night on the center, man. I don't know if you saw it. No, I didn't see that one. Oh, my goodness gracious. But he's, he's got 10 pressures, quarterback pressures in the last two games. He's playing at a high level. Gary yes. had another sack. Could have had could have had three sacks in the game. Preston yeah. had two. Um, I think the thing that that when I talk about successful plays in the on defense, it really comes down to the details. And when you look at guys like, like Slayton's in the game last night, and mm-hmm. they're trying to double-team Slayton. We talked about it last week with Tomlinson from Minnesota. When yeah. you can make the double team an individual block, in other words, if you can attack one player and push them into the backfield, it disrupts the whole play. And yeah. our guys, to some extent, I think particularly in the end of the first and the second quarter, we're doing a really good job mm-hmm. of, of, of working those kind of things. Details make the difference. Run fits make the difference. Yes. All of this stuff has to come together to make it look right, unless you have like one player just blowing up plays back and right, like Michael Parsons guy. But for yeah. the rest of the defenses – it it's all designed so that ag you've got the b gap i've got the mm-hmm. c gap guys coming outside and if and if you don't have your gap we got problems and right. this is and this is kind of where we have to work on it a little bit yeah a little bit there so with the rookies we got quay and uh and uh and white need a more a little bit more uh work there i did see some plays where they did pop out there showed up in terms of like quay walker with his speed and his size but then it was other times we was just out of position you know didn't you, you can didn't run right everything. Quay. Right, didn't you can run, run right at him. Properly. Right. 
And, yeah, I mean, so. that's and that's the hard thing. We talked about it in the preseason, man. Like, mm-hmm. you can run right at him, and, and guards are just pushing him out of the way. He's, yeah, make, he's, he's making a tackle. It's, 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 you know, 12 yards downfield. It's, you know, that's the hard thing about the NFL is learning how to take on those blocks, shedding those blocks, and, and being able to get off because you're not – like, you might still be the best athlete, but now these guys are all 315 pounds and know what they're doing. Exactly. This isn't college anymore, hands. right? Yeah. And Wyatt – Wyatt's, you know, physically he's he's gonna be okay, but he's you know, he plays he still plays a little bit, you know, he still plays too high. Mm-hmm. It's just Which all they do. That's always just, a problem with ref- Yeah, just some backs. awareness stuff. But it's good, AG, it's good to with Quay, because I keep thinking like, you know, I know Chris Barnes is hurt, but you know, Isaiah McDuffie, like what like why don't we just put in a guy because it's not a coincidence that he's in and they're giving up 180 yards. Like I'm not saying it's right. his fault, but I'm also saying like He's not making a lot of those. He's not filling the hole like uh, Patrick right because the team will the know. They're gonna go. Yeah, they gonna the team yeah. gonna know. They are gonna direct their yeah. their traffic towards him basically. So, so what do you think? Like, what what would you do in that situation? You're a defensive coordinator. You're a mm-hmm. linebackers coach, and it's like, dude, this guy's getting run on. I know he's our first round pick. He can make plays in space. There's no question he's a great athlete. Yep. But but you can run right at him, and that is like that's a legitimate problem. Do we just say like we're gonna coach him up like crazy, or do we give him some competition to make it? more like I, create a little more anxiety i would i would do a little bit of both um i'll definitely add the competition in within practice you know between him and mcduffie you know and and but 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 make it real not not sugar not hide it but show it be like hey guys you know quay you're doing this you're giving up this you know and now so we're gonna between you and isaiah who's gonna be the guy by end of every week of practice week if you show up on film and practice you're hitting your techniques and you're stopping the traffic to get by you once the traffic gets to you it doesn't go anywhere you make a tackle you move your feet you, you shed off a block or anything like that you do that then you have your opportunity but until that time happens then you can't you know we can we can't continue because we're giving up and and teams are focusing on you they're finding the weakest link and right now you're that person but you still have the talent you have the size but we got we now we need you to show up that type of like that that'll be the conversation I have with Quay and McDuffie because they're they're in the same position or they're, they're close to that position to where they understand both all the technique and the skills they got to have. So that's where I will go with that. I, th- I think you know, the other thing I want to say about Gary is I, I tweeted this out last night. Like if he just goes speed to power, like literally every play, like it's I, a problem. I, I, I was around Cam Wake. I don't know if you remember Cam Wake played down in Miami. Yeah, I do. I remember and, that. And Cam was one of those guys where, he just had – he basically had one move. Like, yeah, he lined up at a that. certain angle. And, and listen, if all you have to – to be a legend in this league, Reggie White had one move, man. Like, he had, he, he'd do this rip, and if you lean club, if not – I mean, that was it. Right. Yeah, we can talk about two-hand bullet, all that stuff, but, like, you really have one signature move. Warren Sapp had a chop clip rip. One signature – like, all these guys had sign, like, signature moves. And they built moves. off of that. They built and off you, of and that. And you build off of that. And, like, sometimes I watch him, and I'm like – why are you going upfield? You don't need to do that. Or, or, you know, against tight ends, he's so powerful. It's just, he needs to be a little bit stronger with shedding the block and, and, and releasing that guy with his hands, like hands, hand suddenness. And mm-hmm. like, he's, there's so much there and you want it to be like right now, like he's going to, you know, I just, I think, I honestly think like the, I think there is no ceiling for that guy. Like, I think he's so talented and I can see how hard he works and how much yeah. it means to him. Yep. And it's just like, dude, someone's, Someone's telling you to go upfield when, like, you've I've never seen him get a strip sack. Like, you, you know what I mean? Unless the ball's right. being hold forever. Like, he doesn't beat guys on speed. He's not like uh, no. Randy He's... Gregory or something. Like, dude, no, yeah, they, yeah. Dude, that's long and lengthy. Bradley, you know, it's like, like, 
are you Randy Gregory like, to Broncos? Are you Bradley Chubb or are you Randy Gregory? Like he's Bradley Chubb, dude. Like come down here. Yeah. You're you the man. Like it's okay. Do that. Yeah, and just watching him, because you know, I was at the game and he just walks with a different confidence in and out of the plays. You know, after he makes his play or he does his ball or he does his job and the ball goes the other way, he's still sitting there like, okay, I know what I did, I did my job. And then when it does happen, he gets the sack or the type of a loss. He's getting up and you know, you you get it. You're like, okay, it's a problem if they don't. Uh, make that adjustment offensively for the team playing against them. So it is getting interesting for Mr. Gary here. His his footwork. I, I love watching his footwork, man. Like I, he's, he can, he's one of those huge guys that can take like tiny, tiny steps and angles of his feet, like the intricacies of the game. Yeah. Like he can do some stuff. That's really special. Preston can do it too, but he's kind of, uh, it, it's, it's different. Yeah. It, this, he's longer. This, he's a little bit yeah, longer. He's in a different body type and everything. Yep. Like the Gary's, Gary's just that guy where you're like, man, I could see him being, you know, we've had some great pass rushers on this team. We had yep. Aaron Campman, Kabir, I mean, Clay Matthews. We've had some guys like he's, he, I just feel like he's going to be the next guy here. who's just going to break some records, man. Yeah. He's on that. He's on that track. He's definitely on that track. So where are we at here on this? Uh, we want to get off our line or are we still. Well, I think the only thing if you want to talk about is oh, the fourth yeah. down stand, right? Fourth down oh, yeah. stand the fourth was huge here. I, I, I kind of felt like. I kind of felt like you scored, to be honest with you. Me I too. Was I, to, I was, I was just about to say, I agree with you, because I'm looking at where they kind of, you know, on the instant replay about five times where his ball in the hand. And if it wasn't, obviously, they had to go for it because there was no first down conversion if you could get it. There was no that. So, yeah, I'm going for it the same way. And I think this got shortchanged a little bit on the, on the placing of the ball or just saying where the ball crossed or didn't cross. I think the Bears should have got the opportunity to you know, get the ball. To, and you know, that, and call it a touchdown and boom, different game. Is that making a one point that or a one score game, right? Which yes, all of a makes, sudden, I mean, with all the crazy stuff that happened in the league yesterday, you're going like, I don't feel too good about being. Is it? I think that would have made a 24 17, and all of a sudden, you're kind of going palms up here. Like, how did we get into this spot? Right. With yeah. with as dominant as the defense was during that, you know, second half of the first quarter and second quarter, but right. And that's what I was saying. The Bears. Win. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Where the Bears were scrappy because they're finding the opportunities, and then with that run game, that's where they get down there. That's why they're in that position because. Herbert Montgomery are just picking up chunks. You know, Montgomery, I think he had a 45-yard, 50-yard run right up. He went to the left, but then cut back right and was able to get downfield. So those plays were happening late in that quarter um, to get the guys, get the Bears down to that uh, down to that goal line situation. And so, and then Justin Fields had a couple runs here and there. Not the same drive, but different drives throughout where he was kind of getting comfortable with his legs. So, so that's the reason, you know, you have that situation pop up, but it, it was favored for the Packers. So. Hey, let me let me ask you this as a running back. Yep. So when I watch a guy like Montgomery, I've always thought Montgomery's a great player. But when you when you're watching that and you didn't have like you're not you were a better player than he was, but you don't necessarily run like he does either, right? Like right. No. you weren't you weren't a, a jump cut kind of guy. So when you watch that and you're looking at a defense. Are you looking at it like, man, I can really take advantage of him? Or is he one of those guys that's like, it's not really even worth watching him because he's doing things that I just don't do? How do you feel about that? Like, when I watch, like, I can't watch Larry. Like, I'll never forget. I'm about to play Dana Stubblefield in, the, in like, an NFC playoff game. And right. he's, like, reigning defensive player of the year. Yeah. And my agent calls me. He's like, dude, if you want to know how to beat Dana, just watch the Dallas game. And I turn on the Dallas game. He's playing Larry Allen. Um, I call my agent. I go, never talk to me about football again. Right. I'm not because Larry I can't, Allen. He's like, I'm not. I go, I can't be like Larry Allen. He goes, what do you mean? I go, I don't bet 700 pounds. Like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> right. is this one of those things where you're like, there's certain guys I can watch. And then there's certain guys where I'm like, ah, I, it's not me. 
No, I say the, the guy that I would say, oh, it's not me, is Barry Sanders. Um, oh, but okay. for Montgomery, I could see where I would use. I've I've done some of the jump cuts he he does, and then okay. he drops the shoulder and makes the, gets the ball upfield. But um, but I would say the only guy I would say overall would be Barry Sanders. I say, I, do I like watching him? Yes, he's entertainment. And it's like, man, I wish I could do that all the time. But my body was built differently, and he had a different – just another level of a, a fast twitch agility that still we're not going to see. We might not ever see again. You know, it's special. But, but, A.G., then talk about like a – I don't pick – pick a name out of a hat. A, a scat back guy who's just a completely different build than you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not comparing you to Montgomery. I'm just right. saying – are there guys in the like as a running back? Because you got to remember, I, I gave you my example, but as yeah. a running back, are there guys in the league where you're like, I, I always want to watch how he did against the defense, and then there's other guys where you don't care. You just like, I just want to watch these three games. I don't care who was playing. I just want to see how the defense moves. Yeah, um, I'll say I watch again, playing or not playing. Does it matter? No. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Marshawn. I say because yeah. we had the same running style. And I watched the defense trying to play against him. And I'm like, oh, they're not doing, you know, they linebackers trying to hit him high. I said, that, you can't do that. Um, and then in space or in when he has space, that's where me and Marshawn was a problem. If you gave us five yards between me and the defender, we that's too much time to say, okay, I'm about to destroy you with my shoulder pad or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little, little something. I'm going to juke you. You know, because you're already know you on your own back, you're on your heels because you don't know what I'm about to do. Um, so Marshawn Lynch is one. And then um a guy that was really not much know, you know, no, not much not to know about where he's gonna go, it's gonna go straight downhill is Derrick Henry because of his yeah. size. And so with that refer, you know, reference to me, that sometimes in certain situations are off between our formation and the situation, everybody knew we were gonna run the ball. And then it was like we're going to pick up five yards. Even if you try your best, we're going to pick up five yards. That's where me and Derek Henry, our offensive line, at times, we were like, we're going to get five, then we're going to get ten, then we're going to get – then it's the first down. We're going to do this three more times, and then the game is over. We're just let, let – y'all and y'all would let the defense know, hey, we're about to get three first downs. Or we just need one first down, guys, and we're going to get it, and then the game is over. And so that's where I, I relate with him there. And then I want to say, uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. I like – I, oh, and then Christian McCaffrey, um, a guy yeah, there good, man. where healthy, and he's healthy now, thank God, that out the backfield catching the ball, defenders, defensive coordinators worry. They're like, oh, my goodness, similar to an Aaron Jones. When you get him on the edge, screens, whatever, running, even running routes. We saw that with McCaffrey. He does more route running probably than any runner back in the league. Um when he's on point, that's another guy that I love to watch. And I'm like, ooh, I'm like, I can't wait till he gets in the what, what's the play coming? You know, where they ooh, he's in a split, he's in a slot, or he's in the back. I'm like, this defense is about to have a problem because with between his genetic makeup, because we know mom and dad were phenomenal athletes, and then his training, all that, and then knowledge that he knows you could tell when he like when I see him make a cut, his cut is so timely, it's almost like he's doing the three cone drill. It looked like he, the drill is on the field and he's doing it. Bam. He's hitting, but he's hitting them so nice where the defenders, they don't like in college, it was unfair to see him make a move oh, yeah. and cut up field. It was like he's playing against five year olds right now. And he's still, but the thing is, he's still doing it now to pro DBs, pro linebackers, pro strong safeties. And it's a, and 
like I said, he is when he's healthy. For I, I don't even think he's played a full season yet in the NFL. That's that's the that's the the sad part about um, my man Christian McCaffrey. All right. So those are the three guys that I that I watch and like. I like it. I love the game. Yeah, I love watching them play. That's interesting because, like, I, uh, so offensive linemen are always we're always kind of thinking like what negative thing is going to happen, right? Like how are they going to try to beat us? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So we'll, at the we'll, we'll point look at things everything. like I remember we'd be watching tape, right? We'd watch the tape. Let's say we're watching like you know the, the Vikings defensive tie, like Hoban or something, right? And he beats somebody, and and we would just immediately dismiss like, oh, that guy's garbage, or like, oh, that guy, or that guy's. Like his techniques bad, or his feet are always too wide, or something. Right. Like, until they played like, if you played like the Giants with like Chris Snee and all those guys who were really, really good, then all of a sudden we'd all we'd all start looking and go like, oh, 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 this guy's actually really good. So we would define how good defensive players were by whether or not they were doing things against good players. Whereas I think because everybody's you know trying to stop the running back. You right. could say like, oh, that that might not work against. Like, I'm trying to think like maybe Derrick Henry, maybe like Christian Akoy back in the day, or um, yeah. or or Iron Haired Hayward, where yeah. everyone was like, okay, they're gonna put their head down. Like, there's not a lot of sideways movement here, so I'm no. just gonna always brace up. You know, there might be some of that, but yeah, it's probably it probably is a little bit different with running backs because they're all, you know, built different, different. Like like like, like like what uh, Rokon said about Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. You know, yeah. he's sitting in the backfield. It's like. From play to play, okay, we have 250 and we have 190. <laughs> As a line, I play linebacker. I'm, am I a little worried? Yeah, because that's an adjustment that your body only has so much time to adjust to. Because when you have five straight plays of 250 coming at you, or vice versa, you have five straight plays of 190 coming at you, and then that first play of 250 coming at you after them five plays, mm. you'll be like, oh, God, this is a problem. All right. <laughs> I- I'm gonna use my body's now used to hitting 190, and now I'm gotta hit 250 with bad intentions. Okay, now now I gotta adjust not just my mind, but everything. When I go into tackle, I gotta get a little lower. I gotta plant. I gotta uh, same shoulder, same footed. Make sure when I hit him, because hitting AJ, I could just go kind of leave my feet like light on my feet into him because he's 190. But if I'm hitting AJ, if I don't do that, I'm I'm going back on my back and I'm looking up at the top of the the sky in Lambo. So I gotta brace a little harder when that. And that then we don't know because for it could be a formational play that takes we you know we got Aaron Jones outside but then AJ gets the ball in the trap it's like oh man so yeah it is somewhere it makes defenders and that's what I like with what Lafleur he does at times and he did it a few times this game where he had those plays you know where they had Aaron coming across the formation for that touchdown that right there is what you have to do to keep that balance and keep that defense very honest to give them those those uh, business decision thoughts going on in their in their head. They've built out since last year such a good – so they have that – you know, they go split backs with both of them, mm-hmm. and then they'll motion out one across the back, and they have the dive play. If the, if the, if the linebacker leaves, if the linebacker yep. doesn't leave, they run the swing, and now they built it so he comes off the slot. I mean, you can see that little package, like, developing. Yeah, Those little things are fun, man, because you'd love to get Very those guys fun. on the field. You kind of go like, do we need to go to, to, to run block if A.J. Dillon's 250? Nah, mm-hmm. we just like – AJ, he's probably good with it. Like, you know, just, <laughs> right. you know, just give him the ball half the time. He'll block the other half. He wants to be in the game. Like, you yeah. know, just a little stuff like that. But, He'll make the sacrifices. Yeah. For, it's not even, I don't think it's even a sacrifice. I think he's, he goes, man, right. What's it? This is pretty fun. Right. This is really fun right here. All right. We're in to get off my line, man. Get so, what you got? Here? Yeah. 
get over there. Uh, what do you got losing here? Losing leads, dude. Like, what happened oh, yesterday? Lose. There was some cra- – like, that Ravens game, like, I don't know. Yes. So, so, congratulations to Miami. I got some friends still there. Right. Like, Mike McDaniel has just – it seems like he's just changed that culture. But he also yeah. bought a lot of speed. And that, like, <laughs> dude, bringing in Tyree Kill. They already yep. had Waddle. I mean – Yep. They have a uh, Moster. I mean, dude, they are so the way they could spread a defense. Like, if I was it's a defensive good. coordinator and I saw like their lineup and they just put in like whatever their NASCAR package is, I thought, <laughs> oh my god, everybody get back! Like, I don't know what to do. And sure. Tua, Tua's got to be thinking right now, like, man, this is kind of like Alabama again. Like, right? He yeah. his first year, he's like, yeah, this is all right. Like, the NFL is pretty tough, or you know. The, this year he's like, man, it's kind of like Alabama. I got like all the best athletes are on my team again. This is, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bust the coverage. I'm like, how you oh. bust the coverage with Tyreek Hill? I'm like, if he's in front of me, I'm the, I'm a DB. That I'm like, the last thing I want to see is hit the back of his back. I was like, oh. so I'm, I'm, I'm running. As soon as the ball snap, I'm running to get deep, you know, and not thinking about safety help because I'm just assume he's gonna mess up. <laughs> Because they worried about everybody else for the for the Ravens who are for I don't know about you but for me they are top three franchise you know the last twenty oh, no, years no, no. yes just, I agree very just, good franchise just, just a defense that you're always like oh the Ravens defense plays I remember we played them in Miami a couple times when I was there and I just mm-hmm. remember like man they just play harder than than we do like they just are they just play hard but their defense yeah. is just a bunch of studs for them to give up that kind I mean four hundred sixty yards in the air. Six touchdown pass. I mean, you're just going like, you've yeah, got Tyreek it. Joking, had yeah, Tyreek had 190. Waddle had, yeah, Waddle was the second leading receiver in the league behind Tyreek. I, I mean, oh you just go to, it's unbelievable. And then I don't know if you got to watch the, the with Colts? the Raiders Cardinals game. Oh, yeah, I did. I watched that. Oh. I was like, what is going on? Like, Kyler, he showed me some things as a quarterback. Like, people remember we were talking about him and his Xbox thing and because of the contract. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't. He, he 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 somehow got so much time back there that one, right. that one play that, that not one. not when he ran in for the two point dude he could have like he could have made breakfast back there right. and he just creates all that time on his own and it was so funny because like Mason Crosby is going balls to the wall double spin move and then he gets knocked down and then like, there's somebody else working but it looked like all the rest of the nine guys were like you know what man I'm gonna sit back there in the zen zone because this son of a bitch is I'm not gonna catch him. You know, what I mean? <laughs> I mean, sure enough, it didn't matter at all. Like it didn't it, matter. It, just, it was impressive. He showed me some things. It the was Browns game. Stuff. How about the, the Joe Flacco throws two yeah. with two touchdowns in like 19 seconds to, to for the Browns. Right. Like the Browns. The Browns are supposed to be like the you know NFC East champs, like or NFC North champs. Like yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, four touchdowns with a quarterback that's what 40 years old that has not had a lot of time. He ain't been playing like Tom. Now he's been no. backing up. He was at the Broncos. Uh, I think that was his first stop after the Ravens. And then he'd been with the Jets for the last two, at least two years. And to expect, I would not expect to hear Flacco come back win to, you know, last night on no. ESPN or for, for NFL Network. No. And then uh, who else? Oh, Jacksonville game. 24 nothing Colts. I'm like, really? Other, I mean, I know Michael Pittman gets hurt. You know, I, I, can't, I don't know the injury. I just saw him was out because he's my fantasy receiver. But one guy's out. And they still have Jonathan Taylor, so that tells me run game never was established. And but then now pass four is broke. Five carries at the halftime, right? Jonathan Taylor four yards and five carries at halftime. What? Yeah, dude. Yeah, 
I mean, you it's just, just go, you're like, crazy. here's the thing. Like Matt Ryan, I'm a lineman. Matt Ryan sees the rush. I don't like Matt Ryan. You know, I mean, he like, he's a good player, but I wouldn't want to block for him because he sees the rush. And oh, the Colts yeah, you have, can't see the rush. As yeah, a quarterback. Colts no, have Ryan Kelly like and they have Quentin Nelson and they're the two, you know, arguably the two best of their, at their positions. Right. But they've not had a good left tackle since Costanzo uh, retired. Anthony since he retired. They haven't yeah. had good guy there. They've had pass protection problems. And it's like you brought in a quarterback while he he might be a Hall of Famer. He's got all the, he was an MVP, he's got all these great numbers. He sees the rush and and you got uh, you got guys in it in your division and you're certainly yeah. in your conference that that have all have good defensive ends. So That's a problem. I don't I don't know if that was a good fit. No, yeah. I thought it was because Matt Ryan, but yeah, when you say that and he sees that and he knows he can't what it is he knows he can't get out of there yeah. <laughs> he doesn't no, have the ability right that's just being it's being honest nothing against his you know playing ability because he definitely when he has protection he gonna kill you but when he knows he knows in the back head man if that left guard gets beat again i'm i can't get nowhere so <laughs> yeah it's interesting so the first couple of weeks i think it's a thing it's a product of preseason like we mentioned yeah, not, i'm not point. people not playing a lot of games and they're not getting ready and it was just Good a point. thing that we did and that helped us get ready. So, um, so I see Herm Embers. Are you saying RRP just because he lost the job or dude, he lost the job on the like they announced it later? Okay, because like, I wasn't was, sure. I'm like, did he pass he away? Too? No, okay, like, he was like walking off, he was walking off the field, right? And, like the, the president and the AD are like, hey man, come here. And I, you don't know exactly what was said, but right, it kind of looks like they just fired him right there on the spot. Oh dude. my god, that that's is cold, brutal. That sounds like some mold back in the day. Before it was any type of rules in any level of college football and NFL, where the GMs from the NFL team would be on the field at the All Star College Football game, handing out contracts. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that sound like, man. I, I don't know how much ASU paid to lose that game, you know, because he bring the small teams you bring in, right? Oh but, yeah, that's true. Dude, and but like, her, like her members just seems like I know he had that recruiting thing going on, which, you know, it, I, is it me or? Is there so many like things going on like that that I you know I just kind of like eh whatever it's kind of like the baseball thing with Barry Bonds like I don't really and then everyone's like oh Aaron yeah. Judge is the real he's gonna be the real champ if he gets to sixty two yeah I'm like I'm like no he's not because no, he's not. I'm with Mark you. McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds all beat him like what are we That's talking about I said about? I like, said no all, and so like with Herm Edwards like yeah recruiting violations I'm like yeah man like we're all have you not seen any football movies from the eighties and nineties? Like they all had recruiting violations. Exactly. Like every it was it was the running joke, right? It, you know, so I, I just it's I don't fair, know how to treat real. all this stuff. I always thought Herm Edwards is like really stand up guy I would have liked to play for. So I hope he lands on his feet. He will. He will land. He knows a lot of people in the NFL. He's been around the football world a long time. He was that that ego that picked up the ball after the Giants try to hand it off. And that was that the NFC check. It was a playoff game, wasn't that? I think it was a playoff game. Yeah, that was a playoff game. So, uh, and then you got the last one here celebrations oh, cannot dude. top everybody Lazard. Should, so, what did he do? Just, well, so he, oh, the shrink one, the drink I, one. He, yeah, the, the poison. I, I think it was ayahuasca. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Aaron was talking about. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Now. So, I think, okay. I think, I think he turned it into that, dude. And then everybody, oh, because at first I was like, why is he pouring shots? That's kind of stupid. And then, you know, you're like, oh. It's ayahuasca. Like, that's what he's doing, you know? He's, he's, oh, yeah. He's yeah. As soon as you said that, I knew it just took me because I remember the, uh, the Joe Rogan conversation. I was like, bingo. Yes, you're right. That, I don't know that, how you top that now. I, I mm, You do a lot of trolling on TikTok 
to find the next big thing. That's what you do. And then you incorporate that. Or you listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and then find something that's juicy and take it. That's what you do. But that's going to be still, tough. I'm still old school, man. I just, Barry Sanders, you know, Barry Sanders just hand the ball to the ref. And... Yeah. Just do that. That's me too. That's yeah, that was you too. Yeah, I know that was you too. I, just, I, I don't know why. I don't. We're so old. And that's such an old thing to say. But, man, I always, I always thought that was like – I thought, like, dude, that is gangster, man. Like, you want to know what gangster is to me? It's like handing the ball to the ref and walking back. Like, like man, I've been here before. Like, I thought, right. that, was, I thought that was so cold. I remember Barry yeah. torched us for, like, 250 yards rushing, three touchdowns. And he's just, like, handing the ball to the ref. Like, like basically, like he was playing with school children. Like, he wasn't even yeah. impressed with himself. Like, yeah, here, teach. Know. Here you go, teach. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's head over to uh, Hero of the Week. And I'm with you on this one. Um he comes off the top rope aggressive, and this is not, and this is a repeat, a pre- repeat area and incidents from my man Mike Evans and Lattimore, the first round pick for the Saints a few years ago or years ago now. They just don't like each other, bro. No, and uh, but he did it for a good reason. You know, he had yeah. his uh, his quarterback is getting fit, you know, getting touchy on the sidelines there because you know they having a rough, they win the game, but a rough game wasn't an easy game, and. Here he comes. He had to, you know, he he's doing it for great. He just don't do it just to do it. Every time this has went down between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints, Mike Evans had good reason. And you just got to, I say, you don't see enough of it sometimes, you know, and it because it doesn't pop up a whole lot. But when it does, Mike Evans going to make it happen. I just don't know. I, it's too bad they have to get kicked out for it. And I, you do understand right. why they did. Yep. And I don't know that he has to get involved. Like Leonard Fournette's there. And, and like of all the people that aren't going to be able to hurt Tom Brady, Lattimore's probably one of them, just like from a size standpoint. <laughs> right. But what you gotta love or like he, he just they have a knockdown drag out fight, and then he's his helmet's off so you can read his lips. He's like I, he said something to the effect of like they, they went after Brady. What'd you expect me to do? To to the referees. Like, right. what did you expect me to do? You know what I mean? Yep. And it was it was just such a great like you can't go off my quarterback. It's that simple. Period. This is this is last time I checked. This is still football. Right. You can't go over my court. You can't go after my quarterback. I I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's how I know that's how we were for each other. Hey, back up. We'll, we'll throw us out. Clear the pile off. You yes. are you are you are an avid person of that. You and Marco. I saw plenty of film with you and Marco clearing the pile off. Guys laying on top of me or laying on top of Brett, and or even some of the receivers down or somebody. Here come. Here comes 67. Here comes 62 or a uh, 78. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what the heck? Hey, like, do you, oh. you want to hear a good one? What's up? So, so Mike Sherman comes into the room one day. You remember Mike Sherman's an XL line coach? Yep. Yep. I mean, we're about to play the Chargers. And he's like, he's like, guys, we got to get people off of Amon. He goes, because by the end of the year, he did like this, you know, nerd math where he's like, Vermont has to get off the ground 30 times in a game. That's 30 push-ups times, you know, 16 weeks. And 480 push ups be so tired, he won't be able to play anymore. You know, we're like, oh, okay, you know. And so, but he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, if you knock off the, you peel me off the pile and you get fined, I'll pay for it. And I'll never forget, dude. We were Is that, oh. We're playing the Chargers in San Diego. And I, like, tried to cut some. I was on the, I, of course, was on the ground with flame like a fish. But I look up and you had run down the field and gotten tackled. And like five seconds after the play's over, Flanagan full speed just lawn darts, <laughs> lawn darts right over the pile, like knocks some dude out, like right. the flag, and everyone's like, Matt and Mike like, gets back in the hill. He goes, "Should he pay for it?" Like, <laughs> there you go, no problem. Yep. So, uh, taking your teammates, help them up, uh, help them up. I remember telling uh, high school players, "I go, hey, no, go help that running back, that line, uh, that wide receiver. They're downfield. They're working for you. You got, you know." 
you gotta return the favor sometime. Do that. All right, man. We just wrap this thing up. Um at the end of the show. So what we got, we're gonna do the um the early breakdown again later this week. Yeah, we'll do the early breakdown this week. We do have uh, we got two games uh, tonight. Yep. Uh, first off, and so the first one, the probably the the, the most interesting one is that Titan Bills game. Yes. Um, so here's we do you want to do some quick bets? Yeah, we could do some quick bets. Yes, indeed. Okay, so the predicted score here is, is uh, they they got the Bills by ten. It's uh or ten you know, over over the overs. How am I right. saying that right? Bills minus yep. ten. So twenty eight seventeen. Got it. Over under is forty seven and a half. Mm. Oh you know yeah, the, I see it. So yeah. combined score is forty seven and a half, right? Yep. So if 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 we're playing now, you got to remember my fantasy football league has pretty much gone into just become degenerate gamblers, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So yeah, we're we're I, so I want to I'm going to take I'm going to uh, ten point spread is a lot in the NFL. It is. I'm going to take the ten point spread, and I'm going to take the over. Ooh. So you're doubling down, right? Well, so what I like to do is they call it a parlay, right? You got to get right. So, oh, many, so that's the parlay. Yeah, guys. you get yeah. so many things. You get so many things right, and the money gets more and more and more. You're spending yep. you know, odds, of odds, of odds. So that's gonna be the bet tonight. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to parlay that with like Josh Allen's. I, I don't know what his, uh, you know, his yardage total or his touchdown total or something like that. Stephon Diggs touchdowns, you know, right. over or under one half or one and a half or something like that. But I'll, I'll parlay it with something like that. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then we got the Packers Bucks next week that we can preview on Friday. Yep. That should and be a fun. Is. It should be a fun day, man. The Bucks, like you said, the Bucks D's playing pretty well. I, those maybe my two favorite linebackers in the game right now, as far as pairings. Yeah, uh, David and White. Yeah, they're, oh, they're unbelievable. They're playing good. In defensive back, the back end, scrappy. They're really scrappy. They didn't give uh, Thomas and uh, any of the New Orleans receivers. They didn't give them much space to catch anything. And then when they did, or if they got a ball off, it got interception and. and, and I think they had two pick sixes. I think if not, I know they had one hundred percent. That's the performance of the week, right? I mean, just yeah. give it, given who that because the Saints' offense, everyone thinks the Saints are Super Bowl contenders. Right to hold up to ten points is, I mean, that's I know I know some teams scored less, but they don't score a lot of points anyways. That that's a that's a bona fide like powerhouse team, right? And, and without Kamara, but to be fair, right. but you know he was hurt, um, and yeah, and and getting turnovers too. That's you know to do that and convert it, man, to a pick six too. That's just. That's the icing on the cake right there. So it's going to be a big Hicks, game, tough game. Akeem Hicks, Akeem Hicks, he was out this week. The guy who came okay. from the D tackle. Yep. He is a – I mean, they had Nadam Kinsu, who's <laughs> no slouch. Right. But now they got Hakeem Hicks, and Hakeem is – dude, he is an um, unbelievable player. Probably more motivated to play there versus what he was in Chicago. So right. let's hope his injuries holds him out another week because he's a guy that would give us a lot of trouble. We'll see how it goes, but – Social media, find me on Instagram and Twitter at Amon Green 30, all one word. And Mike, where can people find you? Mike Wall 68 and process to perform on Instagram, but all right, catch y'all later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.